This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We discuss everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me today is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. <laughs> yes, happy yes. holidays. Because we don't know uh, <clears throat> what our listeners are into. <laughs> so, I was wondering where you were going to go with that. We don't know. I was like, oh, God, no, Josh, please. Please. So, no, what are those things? Uh, what, what, yeah, right. Yes, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Whatever you're into. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be Christmas when we're releasing this, right. so if you're into that. December 25th. Um, Enjoy that Merry day. Christmas. That's also Ra's birthday. Who? Ra. Ra. Who? Sun God. Sun oh, the Sun God. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> and oddly, maybe not Jesus' birthday. So let's maybe. let's back right out of oh. this, guys. <laughs> let's just kind of back so it up. We're here to talk about Aikido, and we do have a topic of discussion today. Yeah. <clears throat> It is uh, Ura and Amote. Ura and Amote. Uh, and so what those things are and uh, how... <laughs> Sorry, that's Chris's Viking ringtone. So. That's a great one. Please silence all your cell phones cell the make, phone during the making silence. of this yeah. podcast. I think it's interesting. So I think this is a good one because I think that uh, by talking about this, I think we can clear up some... Uh, some points that people have or some questions people have about uh, Aikido and there's sort of this duality of Aikido where it's like um, yeah. you're saying that it's not for fighting and yet I can throw people to the ground very aggressively or, or we have techniques in which these things happen. <clears throat> um, and so by looking at uh, the idea of you know the, the movements that are happening uh, forward to, to the front or uh, you know aggressively and then behind um, – we can kind of begin to understand how that might play out and still be part of Aikido, yeah? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, so, Uranomote, I think, I don't know how many styles of Aikido call it Uranomote. Some schools call it um, uh, Tenkan and Irimi. Um, but basically the idea of a direct force and a receptive force, um, meaning or receptive, receptive. Uh, meaning whatever fits the technique best is what I choose to do. So meaning if they're off balance or weaker than me or whatever, I can be omote and drive into them and take them where I want them to go. Um, or if they're stronger than me or I'm off balance or whatever, I can use ura to receive that and, and not get overcome. And I think this is what we see all the time. I mean, these are the two things that are happening constantly. Once we're in like a certain distance with, uh, with our attacker, with our partner, this is just, this is what we're doing all the time. We're yep. doing one of, or the other of these things. Right. Back and forth and, you know, um, until one works to that peaceful resolution. Yeah. It's interesting because I think for most people, it's one or the other works better for a person, like comes more naturally to a person, depending on, you know, what your, your physical physicality looks like or you know mentally what kind of space you're in and so i think like a lot of training is balancing out the one that you are that it comes more naturally to you comfortable with 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 the other one you know and and of course being able being appropriate as josh likes to say being appropriate to the situation with the correct one for that situation 
and that's the difficulty of it, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this idea is not uh, exclusive to Aikido by any means, and it's an old idea. Um, and other martial arts talk about it, you know, um, I think this is a concept in Goju, uh, which is like a karate style, a martial arts style, that um, uh, the idea is to be hard when you need to be hard and soft Softly, when you need to be hard, soft. soft. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely at the core of what Jiu-Jitsu is about, Jiu-Do, like uh, to be soft when you need to be soft, to, to be receptive when you need to be receptive. Um, and so, you know, if, if we were just the strongest person on earth and we could dominate everyone, we wouldn't even really need martial arts. We would just go around crushing people. You know, we hit them on top of the head and they'd fall down and die and that would be great. And who needs anything else? So when you start studying martial arts, you're studying how do I do things when I can't be overt and I can't be direct? Um, and there's lots of ways to go about this and lots of strategies to go about this. But uh, in, in Aikido, it's, um, it's nicely illustrated uh, by... Uh, moving out of the way, right? So, so moving aside to allow them to take the space. And so in Aikido, we're never contesting a space. Uh, we're just contesting if you can take me, right? So like if you try to get me, uh, I just don't want you allow you to get me. But you can have that space. You can have where I'm standing right now. I have no problem with that because uh, I'm going to move myself out of the way. And I, I feel like that's <clears throat> the uh, another way to look at this and one of the things that I think Aikido is all about is is either giving or taking space. That's what you're doing all the time. I'm either giving you the space that you want, where I am, in which case I'm vacating, or I'm taking space. But if I'm taking space, I'm taking it in a in a way that is uncontested. Um, and yeah. so that's the that's thing to remember to make. when you're doing um, the the um, omote variations of these things. Is is it's like I am figuring out. A, I can do this because that line is uncontested for whatever reason. Right. You're either unbalanced or I'm taking a you're working I'm on a different working line, on a different line mm-hmm. than the line of attack, but I'm not it's not force on force, right? Like right. um and so that allows me to be able to to take that space. If that space is at all contested, I I do ura and I I vacate that space and let you have it. Right. And if you play those back and forth on each other i mean i think you you can see how useful a tool that is but i think you need both because you can't always just i mean you can you know just always work to strive not to be there but there are some times when the appropriate thing will be to be to dominate or to to take that that line sure i mean i think you know when i talk about aikido especially to new people in aikido um, or people who are having a hard time conceptualizing what the martial art's about. Um, I tend to just say, you know, it's receptive, it's receptive, it's receptive. And I, I do that because most people have in their mind that, like in a movie or something, you're going to go forth and just destroy people. You're going to grab a hold of them and crush their wrist or something. I don't know what, what you, you picture. But this really, like, dominating idea. And, and the problem is when you go to do that, you're going to find quickly that other people are very strong and capable, and, and you're not going to do that. And in fact, the people that you most need your martial arts training against are always going to be physically stronger and greater than you. So, so to me, it's it's really bad to get a new person started off with the idea that they're just going to go forth and crush everyone with their superior technique. Um, and instead, you need to start instilling early, like, so what if they'll beat you up if you right. get next to them? Um, and I think an interesting thing with Aikido that's different than other martial arts when you conceptualize these concepts of being uh, direct and dominant and receptive um, is that Aikido does it energetically. 
uh, it, it's trying to do it energetically, and that sounds like hippie woo-woo talk, but it's not. Um, so what I'm saying is, you know, before they make contact with me, before it has become physical in the sense that their body's touching my body, I can move my body somewhere, and that will have an effect on them. Um, and so it, it's real hard, I think, for people to get this concept, but if someone wants to get me, and I step to the left, they have to take that same step or they can't get me, right? So so it's constantly this idea of if you want to get me, then we're going to go over here. Uh, and that's a very omulte idea that it, or, uh, it's direct, right? So, so because if you want to get me, I'm stepping over here. So I'm making you step over here to get me. Um, and then if you dominate that space, I vacate that space. And now I'm being very ura. I'm being receptive to you owning that space now. Um, and so Aikido is doing it energetically, meaning it's doing it pre-contact. Um, and I think it's real hard for people to get that concept because I think a lot of people think I can't do Aikido until we're in contact. It's like, no, Aikido is a martial art where you're definitely doing the majority of the true Aiki before there is physical contact. Right. And that doesn't mean you're blasting someone with a chi bolt. You know, I think right, right. this is the craziest thing is because you, what I'm saying is very, very rational, right? So think about um, you want to get your kid and make sure he puts his shoes on, right? If your kid chooses to run from you, you have to chase the kid. Now, if you're a new parent or something or just dealing with kids for the first time, you might chase your kid around the house for a long freaking time and not realize that you're the adult and you shouldn't be chasing your kid around the house. But the kid can trick you and make you, like the kid's being omulte with you. He's telling you, no, we got to go over here. Nope, now we got to go over here. Um, And so like that's energetic because the kid hasn't done anything to you. A small child of five can make you move all over the house if they're clever. Um, And that's energetic, right? And that's maybe a woo-woo way to say it, but I don't know how else to say it. Um, It doesn't mean that your, your kid's using some psychic mind power or something, but in a sense they are because they know that you want to grab them and they will move where you they want you to go. You That's know? the masubi of it. Right, is that, that is the masubi. Can I, the kid recognizes that you, you want to, him, them to put the shoes on. Right. And so they're going to go, well, I don't want to put the shoes on, right. so oh, we're going to go over here. Yeah. Right. I'm going to run out in the street if I want to because right. you got to put shoes on me. Right, right. Exactly right. And then, you know, uh, as you get better at dealing with kids, then you start to learn the key of it, the opposite of I key, which is I can command that kid to do what I want um, because the kid relies on me for all kinds of things. Love, security, food, you know, like <laughs> this sounds very clinical the way I'm saying it. But quite honestly, the kid knows that he needs you. And if you are the strong adult, then it, it will all work out OK, right. you know. But if you fall for it, if you fall for the kid's um, intent, then you'll be running all over the place, you know. And the kid Aikid you, you know. Right. And so that's what we're trying to do with that person who's attacking us. Exactly right. Make them fall for that, I got to go where you're going because I want you. Right. Exactly right. Which of these do you think is the harder for people to to get? Because I feel like um, I've seen it, I I have people, I've seen it both ways. I see uh, people who just cannot understand that when there's force coming in, they have to vacate that space and they want to fight against, fight against, fight against it. And then I've also seen the, the other side where um, there's just people who are kind of just floppy and mm-hmm. whatever, and they can't, they have no structure in themselves to be able to use uh, in, a, in a dominant, in a really like forceful, uh, you know, out there open way. I think it, I mean, it, exactly that is it, it really depends the kind of person they are, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, there's generally one that they're better at than the other and the other one is much more of a challenge and I think a lot of uh, Aikido training might be spent working on that one that you're not so good at and I mean I think 
also um, as an uke versus a nage, there's always maybe an easier role for people because one generally tends to be leading and the other following or whatever. That's maybe bad words to use. But um, for some people, it's easier to be an uke and just kind of receive the force where for the other people, it's easier to, to be the one in charge. We're doing this technique right now and you're right. taking the fall for me. You know, so I think it really just depends on the kind of person you are and, and what your personal challenges are. It, we talked about, uh, I was talking about this earlier today, actually. Um, so when you enter into relationship, meaning that you and another person are beginning to have effect on each other, um, so you're, you're having some kind of relationship, positive, negative, whatever, um, there's a give and take to the relationship inherently. Um, and you can choose which side you want to be on in that relationship. So for example, if I want to vacate the relationship, if I don't want to be a part of the relationship, then I hold the power of making them continue to work to be in the relationship. Um, and so that's a, a power that Ike's using all the time, you know, like you, you have to understand the dynamics of relationship in order to get a lot of this stuff because Ike doesn't happen statically. Like I said, it's not a, a martial art about ogres who go around smashing people on top of the head. Um, and I think a lot of the people um, who initially went to study with Yoshi but thought that's what it was and I think there's definitely a group of people who still have that now which is like you know Yoshiba was some kind of power mongering ogre who would smash you in the head and throw 30 people across the room and you know you can read accounts of this as people saying like oh I went to him because I heard he was so amazing he you know threw a sumo wrestler and then six more other guys or you know all these crazy stories right yeah a little little tiny ogre yeah um and then you know you hear stories, different people, different things. You know, some people would say like, oh, no, and then I met him, and he was a very different person. He was very receptive and very personal and all this stuff. And you hear other people say that, uh, yeah, but, you know, he could have this magic power go through him and he could smash people. Um, I think regardless of Yueshiba, and, and I think, you know, that's uh, some people like to be scholarly about that and, and pursue that, and that's cool. To me, it's not that important because to me, the, the overall way of looking at Aikido that most people I've encountered who study Aikido look at it as it is a, a basically a defensive martial art where we are trying to be receptive and not allow anyone to hurt us, you know, and so that's the, the tack I take on it. Um, so, you know, the question is, you know, what do people need more? I tend to give people more be receptive, be understanding, be empathetic, because I'm guessing that's what they want when they came to study Aikido. Now, yeah. they might be that way naturally, and that's cool. We can refine that and show them um, how to be strong in that receptivity. If they are feeling they're lacking that, and that's, you know, like I'm a asshole jerk and I need someone to chill me out, uh, then we come to Aikido, and by giving you that receptive stuff more, um, that will help, help turn you into what you want to be. Well, I think most people just generally in life are not that way. And I think we see it all the time when we're doing techniques and we want that receptivity. Um, and you see people, they the minute they hit... Um, a, a block, you know, the minute they hit, um, there's force coming into them, they want to fight back against it. Yeah. You know, right. The, your initial, yeah, your natural inclination, or most people's from what I have always seen, it's uh, when I feel energy, I fight energy, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's kind force of. Force on force. Force on force, right. And so it's kind of a. And then, you know, a lot of times it. it that's at least the initial. And, and maybe they'll feel force on force and then give, you know, mm-hmm. and be receptive. But it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to, the, the second they feel the force or even before, to vacate, you know. Right. So before they even have that, feel that force coming in, they just know and, and get out of the way. That, I think, is really difficult for people. 
I think high high end expression of of Aiki is uh, making it mostly energetic and less and less physical. So the more mm-hmm. purely energetic the interaction, the better Aiki. The more physical the interaction, the worse the Aiki was. And and what I'm saying by that is, if I can understand someone's mind before they even do anything, and I can give them space or say the right thing or whatever it is, then that's super good Aiki because it didn't even have to become even tiny physical. It was just in someone's head, and I stopped that. You know, I guess even better Aiki would be that no one ever felt bad. You have always right, right. only great relationships with right. people because you're stopping it super early. And then, you know, th- that goes down the line and your IQ becomes worse and worse because you weren't able to arrest it early. And so, like, you know, by the time you're doing Kodagaish or something, someone, that's shitty IQ. Uh, and unfortunately, we look at that as like, oh, man, that's amazing. He did that throw. But wouldn't it have been better if he didn't have to do that throw? Right, yeah. It's easier to see for people, you know, yeah. doing the technique for sure, for some sure. magic mind stuff. And that, that that's also physical. that's also why I think most people uh, understand omulte techniques better because yeah. they're even more obvious. You know, like I remember uh, uh, Ikkyo Urawaza, like, you know, when I was pre, pre-Yudansha, pre right? Like uh, I remember having all these troubles with it. And I, like I kind of thought that Ura was about pulling someone around me yeah uh and it never seemed that anyone wanted to be pulled around me and so i was like man this is really hard why is why why is this a good technique you know and then you realize like no they're willfully coming at you and you just vacate that space then urawaza becomes real easy right um and that's the way it should be and then if they pull back then you become omote and you fit it that way you know um but but getting that concept i think is really really difficult um, actually, on that subject, the other day we were doing Ikkyo, and we were doing both Omote and Ura at different times during the class, and uh, there's a student who's fairly new, um, and I was working with him, and I've been seeing this for a while, but uh, he's he's really getting on board with the way that you're talking about Aikido, which is that it's not to get somebody, um, and that it's to, um, if at all possible, vacate that space and be safe, whatever that means. Um, and uh, so we were doing... Ikkyo Omote, and I could see the, he didn't ask me because I think he, you know, I don't know, he's trying to work it out in his head, but I could see the wheels spinning as to how does this fit with the way that you talk about Aikido, and I know that he, I, I am expecting a question coming at some point, and so, um, it's, it's an interesting thing thinking about how Omote fits with the way that we think about Aikido, how that fits in that, that puzzle. It's kind of like this, you know, so the goal of society, I think one of the main goals of society, at least uh, as we think of like first world societies, um, is to basically create a peaceful situation. So we want a situation where no one feels stressed out terribly, no one's feeling in their life's threatened, um, everyone's getting along and being cooperative. That's what we want in society, right? That doesn't mean that society doesn't have um, police officers or a military. Um, now, the goal is to not ever use the military or to not have to use the police officers. That would be the goal. Um, but there are moments where in order to maintain peace, uh, the police officer has to be called or the the, the military uh, personnel has to be called. Um, and uh, the reason for this is because there's someone who's creating a disturbance outside of me who's trying to keep the peace. Um, and so so that requires omulte technique sometimes, you know. So there's only so much yielding you can do. If the person's clever, they can box you into a corner and you're stuck in the corner, right? Now, what's hard to really grasp is when they get us stuck in a corner, we don't don't then become, okay, now I'm going to beat the shit out of you guy. Right. We maybe make a strike or a movement or something direct and dominant to get out of there to again being receptive again, right? Like that's our ultimate goal. Like ultimate goal is to protect me. And so if you get me in a corner, I don't 
suddenly use a different martial arts style where I want to beat the hell out of you, but maybe I do need to hit you, strike you, use a weapon, throw you, whatever it is, the little thing I need to do momentarily to, um, to, to, to get out of that bad situation. Um, and I think like that's, that's a hard thing to realize that you're switching your mind between one and the other and what's appropriate at this moment. And, and remember the idea of Aikido is, uh, to fit what fits to get the ideal result, right? So if right now dominating for a minute is what fits, then that's what fits. But I never want to be your, your jailer or something, right? I never want to be your overlord. I just simply want to be okay myself. That's my end goal. And the idea is you're constantly assessing, constantly assessing in that situation. If you get boxed in a corner, okay, I need to make a move that's omote so that I can get out of this corner. That doesn't mean that I wail on them now. Right. It doesn't mean right. that I just close my eyes and start punching them, right you know i never shift major strategies right, right. like my, my overall strategy always stays the same now my tactics might momentarily switch meaning yeah. i might shift to a tactic that becomes very aggressive and at them but i'm doing that just so i can get back to the other side which is where i want to be you're thinking about it like a little switch that can flip back and forth back and forth depending on the situation how light is it how dark you know what i mean right, back exactly, and forth, right. rather than a giant lever that pulls back and now it's in the other right. situation and right. that's it you know right. right it's flipping every different like i don't know you were talking about chess a while back um, when we were talking and you know at a, when you're looking at a chess board a chess master who's looking at a chess board is always looking at every single individual board mm-hmm. every move and it's right. a new board right every time and you look at it and go what's the best move right. for this board right it's funny i think because a lot of times when people are like oh that chess master can play 30 people at once it's so impressive it's like yeah but every time he looks at the board he's seeing the board new he's going like oh what are the advantages and disadvantages of this position and then go on right it's one move at a time right he's not trying to get in the head of the other person he's not playing 30 games he's playing one move right and in in that way right you know he can kind of disassociate himself from being butthurt by something messed up that the guy did two moves ago you know oh he took my queen you know you've never met a chess master well (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like that's the idea right is that like it's not like i'm gonna make this person pay because they got one punch in on me it's no i what is the best move for this situation um in order to keep it cool here if you make it cool if your end goal to studying martial arts is being able to dominate people and that's what you want is the domination then aikido is not a good martial art for you to study there are lots of other martial arts that are great martial arts right so uh jujitsu mma i mean the martial arts that are specifically about dominating people but if if you don't care about the dominating role and you just want yourself to be safe in as many possible situations as possible that makes sense possible possible interactions then um then uh, aikido is a great martial art to study yeah Well, I think it's interesting, and I think it goes back to the way that Aikido is practiced and the idea of the sort of techniques being shown in the way that they are. That would lead people to believe a specific thing. Like, if you're just doing forms all the time and you're doing, you know, Ikkyo, uh, Omotewaza, that's what you're going to think that the, the... the, uh, that it's about um, yep. and so and of course you're going to think that <clears throat> and you're um, going to think that Ikkyo Ura is pulling someone because mm-hmm. or right or because you're doing why. something to him you got to right. do something to him <laughs> so I mean I think that's one of the problems is just the, the, the way that a lot of Aikido uh, the study is uh, formed you know the way that we practice I think um, especially if you're not doing your do 
diligence in terms of explaining it to people why we're looking at this specific thing in the specific way it is, then it can be very confusing, you yeah. know? So you either have to be very clear when you're explaining things so that people can understand that, like, this is a small part of it and it's a part that maybe isn't as important as we want to think it is, or um, you just maybe don't do those forms as much and, and focus on other things. We were talking about this the other day, though. You know, we're doing forms. Forms are super fun. They are fun. And there's a lot of them. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that you can do uh, different things. We're not that. We're not there with the Ike stuff yet in mm-hmm. terms of having a way to practice it that's really fun and can be done over and over and really like grab people and pull them in in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like people like to wrestle around. You know, they yeah. they do. It's fun. Um, and we don't have a way to study the Ike part of that quite yet. Or maybe mm-hmm. there is, and I just haven't seen it. You know, yeah. but. I think, so there's something, kind of going back a little bit, but um, there's something, Chris, that you talk about when in our self-defense seminars, we have like women's self-defense seminars, and sometimes people will ask, how do I handle, um, like say I'm working in an office, and how do I handle talking someone down kind of out of potentially creating a violent situation? And you talk about the kind of two approaches, which is the the parent approach, which is I'm going to tell you this is not okay, you Mm -hmm. need to leave, you know, as a parent. very kind of authoritarian or the friend approach which is hey man i know it's been a hard day it's all you know it's, it's all kind of coming down on you right now but you know let's just kind of you know keep it cool that kind of approach and i think like that's kind of a good like way to think about those two is mm-hmm. it's like you got to assess the situation and what does this person need right now do they need a friend or do they need a parent you know mm-hmm. do they need something a little more more omote do they need to be told what to do i'm gonna shove you away from me or Mm -hmm. do they need are they coming at me and they just need a friend that you know will make space for them and listen to them but it's still within the realm of talking them down right you know it's still one of those two you know it's like because the person asked you know what happens if someone comes to my office and starts you know yelling you don't go up and punch punch them right that's not what we're doing we're talking this person down so the omote and ura are still within our realm of aikido Right. I think it's a, a, a good way to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, that's an easy uh, illustration you outlined there, which is like, you know, if you're talking about de escalating a situation, your overall strategy is to de escalate this. You know, your goal is to de escalate that. The strategy um, you pick is to um, make them realize that there's not a problem there anymore. And then the tactics you choose to run with are either to be a parent, no, you stop doing this, you're acting silly, or to be a friend, like, hey, man, I know how it is. I'm having a shitty day too. It's, you know, like, yeah, my mom yells at me all the time, whatever it is, right, that they need to hear. Um, and so it's like, if you are taking that tactic of being the parent, you're not going to lead that tactic to, and you give me your money, and you are going to be my slave, and you are going <laughs> right. to, you know, like that's a, that's a goal of dominating. And so that's not a de-escalation goal in the end, right. right? And so you have to remember your goal with Aikido is to make a peaceful situation. Now, the strategy you take will be the strategy you take, and the tactics you take will be the tactics you take. But remember, your overall goal is to create a peaceful situation. And I think what's good about this illustration also is that if you look at it, it is reliant on one thing, and that is the other person. So there are some people right. where you want, you're going to be the parent, and they are not going to handle that. You know, they're just going to say no. And in that case, you have to do something else, right? Right. You can't continue to try to, you know, right. be the yeah. parent because that person, and, and there are some people that you will be able to do that. You will be able to look at them and say, hey, chill the fuck out. Right. And they'll go, oh, yeah, I need to chill out. Um, 
But that's not dependent on you. That's dependent on right. them. There's yeah. a situation I heard about here in Fresno, and I thought, I, this is crazy. So there was a, uh, a guy, and he was in his business, and his business caught on fire. And he was like, oh, shit. So he runs out of the business. He's standing in the parking lot, and he's looking at it. And this cop comes by, and the cop's like, hey, don't worry, dude. I um, I called the police, or I called the fire department. He's like, oh, great, you know. Uh, he's like, yeah. And then the guy's standing there, and he's like, oh, shit. I have all these documents inside that are not replaceable, and I have to get them. So he starts running back in the building, and the cop says, um, uh, hey, no, don't go in there, you know? And, and the guy's like, no, I got these documents. I got to get them. And the cop drew his gun and said, you can't go in there. So <laughs> That's wild. Right, right. What so, the hell? So that, that cop could not get out of the parent mindset, right. which is, you know, like, you're going to do what I say. Oh, you're, you're going to choose to run in that building and maybe die? Well, I'll just shoot you right here before you even right. get in the building, right? right? Like... <laughs> And you can see that, like, that's a flawed line of logic, right? That's not that's not how you should be thinking logically. And so, same thing with Aikido. You know, your your goal is never to beat the shit out of someone. Your goal is to get them to stop attacking you. That's what I want. However, that plays out, it plays out. But that's the goal. And each moment, you're assessing, assessing, that's right, assessing. That's right. That's do right. Do I need to be a mote? Do I need to be ura? And what fits the most? That's right. And I think Chris uh, had a good uh, explanation about this on one of the podcasts. You know, like uh, if. You're uh, fighting a fifth grader. You can be a multi all right. over that right. guy, that little kid. Because right. he's a fifth, you know. There are other people it's not going to work with. And so um, recognizing that difference and recognizing that, you know, when you're dealing with your drunk uncle, you might just be able to bowl him over and put him on the ground and just be like, okay, we're done now, and that'll be fine. Um, so understanding that interaction early is important too. I, uh, uh, this is one of my favorite moments I ever got to use uh, real life Aikido. You know, people are like, oh, did you ever get to use Aikido in real life? And that's a loaded question that usually I just say is bullshit. But this is a great example of I used the technique of Kodagaish um, in a situation and the overall situation was perfectly Aiki in my opinion. Uh, there was a drunk girl at my house and she wanted to leave and she was going to drive. And uh, I uh, I was like talking to her, telling her she couldn't leave. And then I Kodagaish the keys out of her hand really quickly. Um, and so I used Kodagash like a disarming technique. I put the keys in my hand. She didn't understand that I had done Kodagash and put the keys in my hand. She was so drunk that she didn't even realize it. Exactly right. Now, so look, that's an multi action, meaning that I went in, I, I went forth to her. I pulled the keys out of her hand using a technique, and I got it. So that's very multi. Then I could have continued to try to be a multi, but that wasn't going to serve my, my purpose. My purpose was not to let this drunk girl drive home, right? So if I had continued to be a multi and been all, I have your keys and you're not going anywhere, okay? She would have started screaming. Exactly oh, right. angry. Exactly this right. This guy's taking my keys. Wow. Exactly right. But instead what I said was, oh, I don't know where your keys are. Let me help you find them, right? And so then <laughs> we begin, you know, the keys are in my pocket, but uh, I'm helping her find her keys, right? And so then she just gives up and she passed out, you know? Um, it's like that is, that's choosing when you use Ur Namulte and understanding my overall strategy was her not to drive drunk and maybe kill herself or someone else. Um, that's what I wanted. And so I don't, my goal wasn't to make me feel like the boss and be like, I took your keys, fuck you, sit down, right? Like that's not my goal. Right. And that wouldn't have helped that situation, right? Yeah. Um, so instead, I just, I created another situation that got the result that I felt was needed. That's great. Yeah. I think uh, realizing, you know, that you can be a multi within the uh, context of Aiki uh, and Aikido is important and something that a lot of people can't get. Or, you know, we have like our uh, Atemi, you know, 
uh, as well. And some people, I think, don't understand that either in the same context. Because they're like, well, I thought we're, we're not about fighting. Why are we hitting people? That's um, a hard one. I think that's a really hard one for people. But it, it it's that idea that, like, yeah, there are times when that might be the appropriate response. I really think about a Temi as, like, instead of it's a punch, as that feels weird to me, it is, it's a punch that feels reductive, actually. It's I'm taking space. I'm choosing to take space mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever the, the goal of fist, it. With my fist. Right. The, it doesn't matter. My fist, face. my the palm of my hand, whatever, you know, whatever's yeah. in my hand, a weapon, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter about hitting them. It's about I'm taking space now. Okay. And that's, if it drives you away, great. If it pops your hand off of grabbing me, great. You know, if it does whatever it needs to do, great. It's not the punch because the punch makes it about the punch, you know. If it's an atemi, it's more than that. It's I'm taking space, right, right. and that it feels it feels like it's a different and thing. And I, I think you know this is why the progression needs to be slow. But as you get to uh, aikido that deals with higher and higher threat situations and higher force requirements, um, you're getting into situations where you're going to be using a weapon to deal with multiple people. Um, and and look like cutting someone down certainly doesn't sound like the art of peace, right? But when I had to cut them down because there were multiple people who were going to kill me and there was no other choice and I want it to be cool, I'm trying everything I can, then cutting them down might be an option. So don't don't think of like the amount of force you use as being why it's uh, peaceful or something. The goal is why it's peaceful. It's like I was saying this earlier today too. Um, you know, a wave is never cruel, right? And a wave might smash you down to the ground as hard as possible. It might it break might you. It might level a city. It might level a city. A wave can come in. But the wave's not cruel because a wave's just doing what it does. And, you know, if you threaten my life, then I'm going to do what I have to do. And that's not the cruelty. The cruelty would be if I choose to continue to exert right, a force right. over you and do terrible things to you when I don't need to anymore. And so, like, that's kind of the idea. I think Aikido is a completely cruelty-free martial art where it's like we're never looking at things that way. We're just looking at how do I get out of this terrible situation? And I might have to do seemingly terrible things for it. But my own end goal is just to get out of the bad situation. And generally, if you are doing those terrible things, it is because the other person... Uh, has up to the ante. Right. Has, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? There's it, The escalation happens from there. Um, but at the same time, you and know... And it's really the other person's... Because at yeah. any time, the attacker could choose to... Keep it... To chill it out. To chill out and, and go away. Right. Yeah. And it's their want to continue the uh, interaction that ultimately leads to their demise. And, and therein we get the, the true cliche of Aikido, which I mean more and more to me is becoming what should I think should just be the hallmark of Aikido. Are energy. they doing it to themselves? Oh, you know, yeah. you know, you, yeah, <laughs> use, use their, their force against them. Exactly right. Like if that if that's what you choose to do, that's what you're choosing to do. I'm not choosing to hurt you at all or do right. anything to I you. I am not pulling the Ikkyo. You're coming to get me right. and exactly I'm right. guiding you down to the ground exactly right and not gonna let get, get back up right, right right yeah i'm vacating the space i really like talking about it in terms of taking and vacating space um i mean i really think for me at least that's a great way to talk about it and a great way to kind of clearly illustrate in my mind what's happening i am either um giving you space and letting you be where you want to be or uh, I'm taking my own space and doing it in such a way that leaves you unbalanced. Right. And, you right. know. I think Yoshiba did too. You know, there's lots of him uh, talking about in and yo, you know, yin and yang. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, which is exactly that concept. And that's right? what it feels yeah. like to me a lot of times, you know, yeah. where you're, especially in um, Jiyawaza situations and stuff where you're opening up, you know, you're opening up space and then you're closing the, the, the door back down or you're closing that space back in. So, yeah. 
That's good, all right. All right where, where are yeah, we we're, at? We're What's 35 that? minutes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is a very squeezed-in podcast because we're all in the middle of holiday craziness, and so uh, Josh has got to go to work, actually, in five minutes. I'll be there. Um, so, <laughs> good so, thing uh, he works close. So, yeah, we, but I really wanted to get this out because no, I don't I like... No, I think it's good, yeah. yeah. We want to make sure we keep it, keep it going every week. Yeah. Keep it regular. I appreciate that. Um, so, okay, so we're coming up on the new year also, oh, yeah. uh, an actual, not the one year of us podcasting, but a, a, a new year uh, calendar-wise, um, and so, you know, we should keep that in mind if there's, uh, and people who are listening, if there's something you want to, like, different you want for the, the new year, you can let us know too, maybe uh, the format or something, I don't know. Who Kick knows? one of us off, vote one of us off the yeah. island, vote. <laughs> <laughs> send in your votes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Just kidding. Shit. Don't do that. Um. Uh, you want to do this, and then uh, we'll get. We gotta have our tip of the week. Oh yeah. yeah. And our patrons. Yeah. Yeah. But let's do our patrons first. All right, patrons. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate your help, um, your ongoing support. We have Rod, Rob Kitson, John Smith, Jim Sullivan, Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Uh, we literally couldn't do it, at least as, as sounding as decent as it sounds now. Yeah. Uh, without you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Tip, tip of the day. Tip of the, day. Tip of the week. Sorry, tip Josh. Of week. Tip of the week. Yeah, tip of the week. week. Tip of the week. Um, so on the subject of Amote and Ura, whichever one you feel more comfortable with, do take some time off that one. Do the other one. Very That's good. good. That's so, a good tip. That's so good if you tip. feel yourself a very strong kind of forward person, then... Make some space for other people. And whether that's in conversation or on the mat, like, make space for people. And if you're someone that tends to be a little bit more timid and make space for others, speak up a little more. You know, make yourself known and, and you know, uh, volunteer your opinion once in a while. Right. Yeah, I was, I was talking to a group of self-defense students the other day, and uh, we had some a really timid group, a particularly yeah. timid group. They had a hard time speaking up for yeah, themselves. Yeah, very, very hard. And, and we do this this uh, set of drills where they've got to speak up for themselves. Anyways, and so I was trying to, you know, give them exercises they could use, you know, in daily life. And I said, you know, if you're really timid, maybe you just call an order of pizza really authoritatively, yeah. you know? Like, I you call like, up and you right. go, you're going to bring me a pizza, and it's going to be here at 1025, and it's going to have pepperoni, and it's going to have... Sometimes that would, that's like what it, it takes. Like exactly it. Yeah. right. So whatever you need to do to start taking up the space or, you know, if you're a loud mouth and you like to tell everyone to do, try listening to other people for a while. That would be good too. Yes. Both those can be equally hard. Absolutely. Right. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, awesome. thank you for listening. Have a great week. Oh, and a great new year. Yeah. Oh, we, oh we'll, we're going to squeeze in one more. Oh, yeah, more. we'll have one more. We'll squeeze that in will one come more in. before All the right. new year. We'll actually be out yeah, we'll do a best of 2018. All right. Okay. I don't know what that you, means. You but. compile those. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye.